can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered enough for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Right and good evening, everyone. How's everybody doing? Happy Sunday. Uh, welcome to Swamp Ass Argos here on KZSM.org. I'm Jordan Pilkington. And I'm I, Lexi Morris. You didn't let me introduce... Did you cut me off? Yes, I did. Damn. I had a I had an intro for you. Oh, really? Yeah. This time? Mm-hmm. Lexi has a date tomorrow, Morris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should have cut my mic then. I should have. The one time I don't cut your mic. Yeah, you should, should cut my mic... <laughs> uh, anyway, I hope everyone's having a good evening. I hope you're doing good. Lexi, how you doing today? Uh, I'm in a great mood. Awesome. Me too. Is it because you have a date tomorrow? Um, <laughs> it was. It sure wasn't because I got bit in the ass by ants. By ants because I didn't let you into the studio? Ten minutes ago, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting outside the studio patiently, mm-hmm. like a good co-radio host person. Yeah. And uh, I was just sitting outside waiting for the show before us to, you know, mm-hmm. to be done so I wouldn't interrupt. Yeah. Um, Apparently, I sat in a metropolitan <laughs> area for the fire ants, and so... That's so funny. Yeah, you sat the Alamo of anthills. Yeah. <laughs> I really crossed a line there, I think, in the, in the mm. ant community, and for that, I'm sorry, and <laughs> I hope they accept the apology from my butt. That's really funny. Um, earlier today and last night, uh, Raven and I were doing this thing where um, we just pitched different Friday the 13th ideas, mm-hmm. so we were like, uh, okay, check this out. Jason goes to the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> Jason takes the White House. Ooh. Right? Jason takes on the big banks. Ooh. Jason goes <laughs> after Wall Street. <laughs> Jason's not here to make friends. That would How be about wrong. this time it's on a Tuesday? Right? Ooh, no Something one would see fresh. that coming. Something fresh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, um, so you know the Monster Mash, right? You know the, the Monster song, Mash. The, the song The Monster Mash? Mm-hmm. Um, I found out recently that uh, the guy who wrote it spent the rest of his career just writing different monster verb songs <laughs> trying to ca- and like everyone started you know the monster mash well now it's time for the monster swim uh oh mm-hmm. they did monster- swim <laughs> that is how it goes <laughs> that's that. straight up how it goes they did the monster swim the monster swim then there's uh monster's holiday mm-hmm. monster rap game Okay. Uh, a little intrigued. Monster there. Man Jam. He's okay. got he's got a, a playlist of them, all spaced out by about twenty years. He <laughs> <laughs> wrote Monster Mash when he was six, yeah. <laughs> and spent the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind other monster. I I say this now, but if I heard them, I might change my mind. But like monster parodies, because like. When you said Monster Mash Jam, mm-hmm. that makes me think of Space Jam, and that's an awesome song. Ooh, I'm sure there's a Monster Monster Mash Space Jam mashup, the Monster Mashup. The Monster Mashup. Uh, there has to be because we, I don't know if we no, we didn't play it on the show, but I definitely played for you at home the Monster Wop. 
Yes. Which rules. Yeah. Go. Um, if you're listening to the show, turn us off. And then listen <laughs> to the Monster Wop. Yeah. Pause this. Go listen to the Monster Wop by DJ Cumberbund. And then mm-hmm. come back to us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a hell of a time. Oh, a hell of a time. Hell of a time. They don't make them like they used to. They sure don't. They sure don't. Mm-hmm. It was made like two weeks ago. It, it definitely came out early October. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what they do make like they used to? What do they make like they used to? Vampires. <gasps> Creatures of the night. <laughs> is that, night does race. Does that happen to be the topic of this? The week? vampire. Wow. The strigoi. Doesn't matter what you call them. Everybody knows the image of a pale face with blood dripping from their fangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking vampires tonight. The strigoi. The strigoi. Who says strigoi? What's that? It's like Romanian for vampire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a show I watch called The Strain, which is about vampires. Mm-hmm. And there's this uh, old Jewish vampire hunter who survived the Holocaust, which was caused by vampires in the context of the show. Yikes. Um, yeah, very problematic. Um, um, and uh, this bald guy who's the main character is like, well, we don't call them vampires. What do we call them? He goes, we call them the strigoi. And he goes, that's just another word for vampire. <laughs> It's pretty good. Um, what do you know about vampires, Lexi? Um, most people know most things about vampires. Most people, yeah. I feel like that's um, really just in the general sphere of our Pop culture. culture yeah. yeah. What do I know? They have to be invited in. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a widow's peak. <laughs> yeah, they, jet black hair, widow's peak, um, uh, incredible manners. High sense of fashion. Hot. <laughs> yeah. Hot. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Hunky. Immortal. <laughs> and just down for whatever mm-hmm. just spontaneous spontaneous no but yeah suck blood can't go into the sunlight mm-hmm. uh stake through the heart can't eat garlic, garlic. holy water allergic to crosses we'll, works. N- we'll never know the papa john's garlic crust pizza they'll never know the joys the joy. <laughs> garlic crust pizza no or uh, stakes through the heart the joys the joys of having a wooden <laughs> stake through your heart uh, because there's a long history of walking corpses and blood-sucking ghouls in folklore, it is difficult to pin down a distinct set of characteristics consistently attributed only to vampires. Mm. But central to vampire myth, however, is the consumption of human blood or life essence, followed closely by fangs. Okay. Yeah. In most depictions, vampires are undead, and many are said to rise nightly from their graves and coffins. Vampires are typically said to be of pale skin and range in appearance from grotesque to beautiful. <laughs> You got your Nosferatu's <laughs> and your and your uh, Robert Pattinsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't all be Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. The show is hosted by two Nosferatu's. Oh, is it? Our show. Uh, Our swamp. show is. I thought you <laughs> <laughs> clicked in a second. I clicked in a second. You said you didn't talk about it in a in a collective we. You said this show. Oh, you said this show? I said this show is hosted by... Anyway. Left my brain. Another frequently cited physical characteristic is the inability to cast a reflection or shadow, which often translates into an inability to be photographed or recorded on film. Right. And this is like the general, like, overview. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you ever hear that vampires don't suck blood, but they suck, they suck life from no. you? No. Yeah. Um, I mean, when they have enough of it... You're dead. Yeah. So, uh, the only vampire now that sucks my life is my ex and my hey, right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you ever meet someone that just walks into the <laughs> You ever laugh so hard at your own joke you snort? That was so funny. Oh man. Um, Man, my bit is not worth it anymore. That's yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No, but there's I'll do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, hey, your mic's off. 
no, but uh, some vampires don't suck blood. They suck, like, life energy from you. Because they're psychic vampires. They feed off of your negative emotions by draining all your positive ones. What if you don't have any positive ones? Well, it's because of them. They oh, okay. keep you from having positive emotions. Oh. So if you ever feel down, it's because they're draining your life from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people call it vampirism. I call it having BPD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a person may become a vampire... <laughs> In a variety of ways. <laughs> the most common of which is to be bitten by a vampire. Right. We've all heard that. We've all heard that. Yeah, in Adventure Time. I know that, time, you know that. I know that, you know that, he knows that. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Um, <laughs> nobody's out there. <laughs> um, I mean, like in Adventure Time, Marceline's got the little bite marks on her on her neck. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's a sign, you know what I mean? Yeah. Other it's so subtle. It's, it's so, so subtle. subtle no and you're like, hmm, it. I wonder how she became a vampire. <laughs> I wonder if she has any bite marks. Mm -hmm. other, Incredible detective work. Other methods include sorcery, committing suicide, contagion, or having a cat jump over a person's corpse. Okay, so you can kill yourself mm -hmm. and become a vampire. I guess it's that easy. Yeah, all you have to do... Um, or just have a cat jump over your corpse. Jump over. So you have to plan that the cat doesn't eat you, but instead jumps over your corpse. Oh, right. The fresh corpse. The fresh corpse. Right. I could not find a legend that verifies this. Oh, yeah. It doesn't but seem. I'm going to take Encyclopedia Britannica's word on the. Yeah, vampire. it sounds like the part of Wikipedia that says this has not been edited. <laughs> it's not been edited. Confirm. Yeah, but it's in the Encyclopedia Britannica, so. Mm -hmm. They're uh, more English. Oh, and they know they know everything? Yeah, The Encyclopedia? They had a book about sharks that I read as a kid, and now I know everything about sharks. Yeah, it's not updated anymore. When was this Encyclopedia updated about vampires? What? What? What do you mean it's not up to date? Sharks are different Did sharks now. change? Sharks are different. You know things change. Math has changed. Sharks have changed. Math changed. I've shark changed. changed. <laughs> I've changed. But war? War never war changes. War never changes. Uh, some people believe that babies born with teeth or on Christmas uh, were predispositioned to becoming vampires. Why Christmas? I don't know. God's gift. God's gift is you becoming a vampire. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that comes from. And it's probably some pagan belief. That mm -hmm. would make sense. Or maybe uh, they're like... You're trying to steal the Lord's Lord's birthday? He's going to curse you. <laughs> there can only be one. That's really funny. Do you ever know anybody that had a birthday on Christmas? No. I did. I knew a kid. His name was Daniel Winter, and he was born on Christmas. Oh, wow. He was a huge asshole. Okay, that sounds <laughs> definitely like a Disney Channel original movie protagonist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was just Daniel some stuffy Winter? rich kid. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, and his best friend, uh, Lamp. Dookie the dog. <laughs> Uh, my mom's birthday is close to Christmas. It's mm -hmm. not on Christmas. It's the 19th, mm -hmm. typically. But because <laughs> it was so close, they just rolled it all into one. So her Christmas gifts were also her birthday gifts, mm. which sucks as a child. <laughs> as a child, I, yeah, I can imagine yeah. that. Getting get the same gifts re-rolled. Mm -hmm. they, they wrap it twice. They wrap it twice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On your birthday, you get the box. On Christmas, Aww. you get the gift. You promise? <laughs> Creatures with vampiric characteristics have appeared at least as far back as ancient Greece, where stories were told of creatures that attacked people in their sleep and drained their blood. Tales of walking corpses that drank blood that drank the blood of the living and spread plague flourished in medieval Europe during times of disease. Was to be expected. Yeah, I mean it sounds like a coping coping mechanism. Folklore, yeah. yeah. I mean if you ever look at paintings from the Black Death, every there's just skeletons just walking among the living, mm -hmm. just reaping. 
Yeah. So where the general image of the Gr- uh, Gr- Grim Reaper comes from. Mm-hmm. Which, stay tuned. We'll do an episode on death at some point. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But a vampire. I like how they're, you know, the use of the word undead in a mm-hmm. lot of these, like, monsters and cryptids and things like that. Yeah. Undead, you know. They, they still do have life to them, but they're not. In a form, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little insulting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're not our life. So therefore, we do not recognize you yes. as living. <laughs> no, you're not dead. You, you're not. You're actually the opposite. You're, you're the opposite. Un- you're undead. undead. You're Ill, th- you're <laughs> Ill dead, non-dead. De-dead. De-dead. Um, um, back to um, uh, the idea that we don't recognize your life. That's like the premise. Uh, you know the movie I Am Legend? Yeah, where he's legend? Yeah, where, he, where Will Smith is a legend. Mm-hmm. Well, the book that it's based off of is um, the ending is basically he's like, he's the, ol- the only human in a world of vampires. Mm. And at the end, he's like, oh, oh, they're the dominant life form now. I'm the monster. I am legend. Whoa. Until the book ends. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. And he was gone with the wind. And then he was gone with the wind. And then it, what time was it? Twilight. It's twilight time. It was twilight time. Um, well, I guess that um, if you, on a, on a long enough timeline, everybody could be a vampire. Like, yeah, if you if you wait long enough, you know they'll infect everybody. Mm-hmm. It seems like one of the struggles that you always see in um, no, I don't think it picked up. Okay. Um, for those of you listening at home, you don't have to. <laughs> I I turned my mic off so people didn't have to hear me burp like last week. Yeah, but then you asked me about it. Yeah. Um, I feel like one of the the big struggles in um like vampire stories is always the moral quandary you know or whether it's a good idea to turn someone Mm -hmm. because it is you know a lifelong decision yeah it's 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 forever an unlifelong decision an unlifelong decision you know they're not live they're yeah they ain't they ain't live they're unlive they ain't live Mm -hmm. that ain't live um (laughs) unlike this show right this this is live Mm -hmm. um Digging up the bodies of suspected vampires was practiced in many cultures throughout Europe, and the vampire hunters would find the corpses of suspected vampires with their nails and hair that had grown longer, a bloated belly as if it were full, and blood at the corner of their mouths dripping Mm -hmm. down. Which looks like they're getting up to have a little snacky at the end of the day. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You know, they they, they die, wake up, go get a little snack. Go get a little snack. Come back. Yeah, you ever get, you know, I can really, I get hungry in the middle of the night. And you, you're always you dripping blood out of the corner. Always dripping blood. Nails. Long. long untrimmed. Hair. Untrimmed. Long. Long. Belly. Protruding. <laughs> protruding. Uh, belief in vampires led to such rituals as staking corpses through the heart before they were buried, which is where we get the legend that their weakness is when stakes through the heart. So that came afterward? Well, uh, yeah. The idea was, well, if the bodies are getting up at night to come feast on us people, if we nail them to their coffin, mm-hmm. they can't get up. Okay. And over time, that kind of transitioned to, well, we're not going to nail them to the ground, but a wooden stake through the heart will get the job done. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That does make sense. But I was actually, this is a question I was saving for later because mm-hmm. I didn't want to interrupt. But <laughs> this is one of the That's most- time for everything. <laughs> This is one of the most confusing things ever attributed to a monster mm-hmm. because, oh, their weakness is getting staked in the heart. That's my weakness, <laughs> too. Okay. I think that's everyone's weakness. I've never seen someone survive. <laughs> yeah. They're not like, 
That's it's kind of like burning the witches. Yeah, it's or like, drowning that's, the witches. That's also our weakness. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Werewolves can be stopped by a silver bullet. You know who else can? Everybody. Me, me bish, me. That's pretty Yeah. Good. I mean, too much garlic will keep me out of the kitchen until dinner's ready, but it's not gonna stop me. So that one I, I'm like, okay, sure, that can be unique to vampires. Mm-hmm. But as far as violence, um, yeah. Color me susceptible. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. You, you heard it here first, folks. Lexi's more. Lexi Morris's weakness is, in fact, violence committed against her. Mm-hmm. I'll keep that in mind. One thing I didn't uh, get around to mentioning, though, was the the signs of a suspected vampire, like mm-hmm. longer nails, longer hair, right. blood out of the mouth, yeah, how blood they, or belly. How do they know that? Well, th- they dug up the bodies and they saw that. Right, but and so they're like, "Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. It must be vampires." Mm-hmm. Those are actually natural signs of a body decomposing. Because your hair and your fingernails still grow for about, like, a month after you're dead. Mm-hmm. And blood will just kind of pool at your mouth and spill out sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all the gases in your stomach build up because there's no release, and so your belly gets full. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, back in the day, people were morons. I mean, also, they weren't going to, like, keep a body around and study it. You know what I mean? No, but f- I'm, I guess that that's fair. Mm-hmm. But it's it's... The signs of a vampire being the signs of everyone (laughs) and their weakness being... Well, they didn't dig up everybody, just the suspected ones. But who do they suspect? How do they have that list of suspects? The ones who have a bloated belly. Yeah, they have to dig them up first. Yeah, because they're suspected. You're... (laughs) You're you're playing tricks. All I'm saying is I would trust... If I was a medieval peasant, I would trust the guy saying, yeah, we dug up the body and it looks like they're getting up and walking around i would trust that over the guy who's like i kept the corpse on my table for months <laughs> and i've discovered the secret to decomposition i mean who would you trust who would i trust at my child's birthday party is different than who would i trust with vampires. In matters of science yeah. the vampires science is just another word for witchcraft the you heard it here first <laughs> The modern incarnation of vampire myth seems to have stemmed largely from Gothic European literature of the 18th and 19th centuries, about the time vampire hysteria was peaking in Europe. Mm -hmm. The earliest one I saw cited was from 1748, where Heinrich August Ossenfelder wrote Der Vampir, about a seemingly vampiric narrator who seduces an innocent maiden. The vampire's name? Lexi Morris. This century of vampiric fiction was the direct inspiration for Dracula, the book that defined the modern vampire. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think most people know that, right? Yeah. Everyone knows the name Dracula, but Dracula, like, really solidified all of the key components of a vampire into Mm -hmm. one piece of fiction. Mm -hmm. Because everything else was kind of spread around. Vampires were like, because it was like a myth that's, like, kind of localized for who's ever telling it. Mm -hmm. But this one just, like, because it was so popular, like, well, this is, this is the one. Mm Mm-hmm. This was the first piece of fiction to put all the individual pieces together. Many popular vampire characteristics, such as methods of survival and destruction, vampires as aristocracy, and even vampires being of Eastern European origin, were solidified in the popular novel. Nice. Mm-hmm. It also added on to the vampire lore and gave them the power to shapeshift, whether it be mists, bats, or cats, mm-hmm. and also mind control. Awesome. I yeah. love that. They just, they gave this guy everything. They really did. I mean, yeah, he's, 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 uh, uh he's the villain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They want to make him seem more powerful. Yeah. Also, uh, Bram Stoker, the guy who wrote it, he like researched vampire myths for like five years before he like finished writing the book. He committed, he did so much more research than I have ever done for this show. Yeah. You start at 6 p.m. Most of the time. Um, <laughs> 
the novel is thought by some to have been inspired in part by the cruel acts of 15th century prince Vlad Dracula of Transylvania, also known as Vlad the Impaler. Oh, that's so awesome. What a cool name. That is so awesome. Mm-hmm. But it, and also by Countess Elizabeth Bathory, who was believed to have murdered dozens of young women during the 16th and 17th centuries in order to bathe in and drink their blood so as to preserve her own vitality. Girl boss. And that is a fucking stay tuned and a half. Uh-huh. Because uh, Elizabeth Bathory is such a crazy story. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do an episode over it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Also, for, I for for that, yeah. and also just vampires in general, there's so much jam-packed into Dracula Yeah. that it's incredible. He did all that research. But then I feel like, I mean, I could be wrong. He kind of just put whatever he wanted in there. More or less, yeah. He was like, well, actually, uh, he can also climb walls. Um, and he shoots webs from his wrist. Yeah. And uh, he has a danger sense. What was the author's name? Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker writing that novel is like when you play pretend with an eight-year-old <laughs> and you say, boom, I just hit you with a sword. Now you're dead. And they go, uh-uh, I have, invinci- I have invincible arm mm-hmm. and I have magic sand. Hoof, magic sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, actually, I'm invisible, so you can't even see me. Yeah, you can't even you see me. You don't even know that I'm here. And actually, the, my shoes are rockets and they're going to turn into bats. <laughs> Bram Stoker, just going for it. Bram Stoker, and, and defining the <laughs> the pop culture, the image of Dracula for the rest of eternity. Yeah, I mean the image of a vampire now in like popular culture is Dracula. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, tall, rich guy, widow's peak, pale, mm-hmm. the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> where did so? Where was he from? Bram Stoker. Mm-hmm. He was German. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I also I I. I'm not going to apologize for my... Never apologize for who you are. I'm not going to apologize for who I am. Um, I really appreciate that vampires are all vaguely Eastern European. It's so funny. <laughs> and it's yeah. it's a crime if they're not. Like, the American vampires, hey, at least they're hot. Could be anybody. Yeah, but for them to be classic, you know. They have to be Slav. They have to be Slav. They've got to have, they've got to have castle, castle somewhere. That's so funny. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after this. Howdy, partner. Does your daily routine usually consist of train robberies, horse fights, gunslinging, or all-around adventuring throughout the Wild West? Because if it doesn't, then you need to tune in to the best cowboy comedy radio play this side of the Mississippi. And that's Roscoe Taylor, the Tallahassee tween. Broadcasting on KZSM every Sunday at 9 p.m. Tune in. You'll be glad you... But now it's a different bag, and mashing is a drag. When the lights grow dim, we now do the monster swim. All you would-be monsters, come on in. Boris is going to show you how to monster swim. the zombie but not so slow a lot like the grave digger but not so low we can't do the monkey or even the dog cause they've both been eaten by the blob it's a poolside smash it's bigger than the man Dracula, what do you think of my new snag? 
Whatever happened to the Monster Mash? It's a poolside smash. It's bigger than the mash. Vampire flying in out of the night. Even the Beatles are shaking their tones, dancing to the swim band of the Rolling Bones. It's a poolside smash. It's bigger than the mash. And we're back. Welcome back to Swamp Ass Uggos here on KZSM.org. True community radio. Uh, when we left off, we were talking about vampires uh, and their ilk, the fellow night creatures that they roam with. The creatures of the night, you could say. <laughs> you could say they're also called the, the, the Straginski. What yeah. are they called? Strigoi. Strigoi. Um, do you think that's a requirement to become a vampire? Is it's like they only pick hot people? To become vampires. If you have to look at someone forever, they better be they hot. They have to be hot. They that's true. They better be hot. Yeah, we, that's how they decide who they're going to turn. Um, yeah, because you don't want some freaking <laughs> just like greasy, uh, uh, super, uh, a guy that would sound like, uh, I am a creature of denight. Yeah. You don't want a guy that's going to sound like that. Yeah. Us, us Nosferatu's, I think we're safe. Yeah. That's one thing we don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. We well, just have to worry about living our sad, ugly lives. Sad, ugly lives <laughs> until we die. Yes. Got enough problems. Yeah. Um, on the topic of vampires, um, uh, Raven, girlfriend, um, was talking to me. Uh, she has a friend named Dean, mm-hmm. who is Italian, mm-hmm. and he has a grandmother, who is also Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was telling me that his grandmother just straight up believes in vampires okay and so her house is covered in in mirrors and and crosses and there's a lot of garlic in the food not just because she's italian but also because (laughs) it keeps the vampires away and so whenever she would like be over to like visit her friend and the grandma was over she's like "Mm, how how do italian sound you must all watch out oh god (laughs) oh no two weeks in a row we're we're doing (laughs) anti-italian stuff um okay but having mirrors in the house would not help as a defense you can't see them coming it would let you know if there's a vampire though because if there's a person in your house and you look in the mirror and they're not there oh okay well yes i guess (laughs) it's not to see around corners no i i I was thinking if you were surprised in the middle of the night by a vampire Mm -hmm. you can't see them over your shoulder by looking in a mirror that's That's what i'm saying you can't have it a defense to watch your back yeah but you can make them sad because they can't because look they, at themselves. Because they keep looking at mirrors and not seeing themselves. That is kind of funny. Yeah, because they're super hot, but they can never look at themselves. Mm-hmm. Vampires in a dance studio, like, that's is a, this how I do it? <laughs> that's a true, uh, that's true hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that relatable for any, uh... For any, any listeners? Any listeners out there? Any of our big dick warriors out there listening? Any, uh, any vampires out there? Out there trying to, trying to practice your pirouette and it's just not quite hidden and you're not exactly sure please let us know please let us know please let us know in the comments (laughs) the comments (laughs) the comments on our live radio broadcast yeah (laughs) please uh, please uh use sidewalk chalk 
That's really good. And, uh, and then take a picture of it, and, you know, just and uh, print out that picture, and then send that picture in an envelope. Lick the envelope, put a stamp mm. on it. Send that to your nearest doctor. So, vampires are—they're um, in almost every culture around the globe. Mm-hmm. There is some myth of just a corpse that sucks the blood or the life uh, out of out of its victims. It roams the night. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's bat-related. Sometimes not. And one that I would like to talk about is the Mananangal, which is a uh, vampiric creature native to the Philippines. A malevolent, man-eating, self-segmenting, and blood-sucking monster. Self-segmenting. Uh-huh. The name comes from the word from the Filipino word meaning to separate. Okay. And uh, we'll get into that. Mm, I'm scared. You should be. The Mananangal is a woman vampire that, when ready to hunt, will separate her body in two. Her arms become wings, then her torso removes itself from her legs, <laughs> intestines dangling in the wind as she flies off into the night in search of prey. She's a reverse Power Ranger. What? She's a reverse Power Ranger. <laughs> when all the Power Rangers come Power together, up. They, they, they the get arms extra and torso. torsos. <laughs> she gets... L- oh my god, you're right. She's a, yeah, she gets less. She gets less. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I know that was the dumbest thing I've said in a while, but it makes it's sense. It's up there. It's up there. What a, what a cla- classic Lexi. <sighs> Sorry, classic me, guys. Sorry about it. <laughs> um, her favorite prey... Sleeping pregnant women, when she uses a elongated proboscis-like tongue to suck the hearts of fetuses, God, I hate that. or the blood of someone who is sleeping, it also haunts newlyweds or couples in love. Ah, yeah. Her long, thin tongue is used to enter the body through the eyes, nose, mouth, or abdomen, where she can feed on livers, stomachs, or even the phlegm of the sick. Okay, why why the phlegm of the sick? More nutrients. Okay. Tastes better. Okay. Why do you? Why right. are you smirking so big? What are you talking about? You think that phlegm tastes good, huh? I can't be a mononongo. You booger eater. I'm a you man. booger eater. <laughs> no, you just a wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> One of the the reasons that people think that uh, you know she might haunt newlyweds or people in love was mm-hmm. because in life uh, a mononongo might have been somebody who was uh, abandoned on on her wedding day mm-hmm. or left to die by a man that she loved, mm-hmm. and so now she's just jealous of every couple. Uh, I was going to guess, for practical purposes, they're most likely to have more, like, life. When they separate their body in two? Not, no, I just... Oh, when they, just why mean, they hunt those people? Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah, they're, they're more full of life. Pregnant women, especially, are full literally of, full, full of, of life. Yeah, absolutely yeah. full of it. Teeming with it. Protruding. Teeming. Oh. J- just, just disgustingly just, just full. over. God. Um... Splitting at the seams. <laughs> I've never seen a pregnant woman before. <laughs> no, but yeah, for practical reasons, I think that's probably the best. In, in the in the the like true scientific you know sense, but also Community. just but also just you know if if positive emotions mm-hmm. you know really are the probably taste better. Mm-hmm. You don't want to eat from. It's like cows. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If a cow isn't happy, the beef is going to taste bad. Mm-hmm. We, we are that. cattle. To vampires we're cattle to vampires mm-hmm. and that's a that's one of the many lessons we've learned from king of the hill <laughs> yeah it definitely is from king of the hill you know they they make machines that that hug cattle mm-hmm. they make machines that hug humans when I, we're when, when we when we lose the uh forever war with vampires <laughs> when, you, 
when you think about it, when when we make machines that hug cattle, everybody applauds in the in the agricultural community. When we make robots that love humans, we call them freaks. Too far. <laughs> call them freaks. That's pretty good. Um, during the day. <laughs> When she, uh, she can present herself as a beautiful woman, leaving, living perfectly normal lives. Some even have relationships or get married. The, mon- mean, the, the, mon- the mononongle. The mononongle. Mm-hmm. She'll get married uh, as part of her ruse. Wait, okay, so this is... So uh, these aren't just creatures of the night. These are people. Yeah, they, they wander is, the dead. someone. Yeah. But whenever they revert to their true form, they lose their legs, their arms turn into wings, and they just, you know, fly about mm-hmm. to go suck blood. So is there, like, a pile of limbs somewhere actually, wait, waiting? Actually, yes. Whenever they leave, um, they have to hide their legs. And I forget what the plant is. Is it, is it bamboo? It's not... Maybe it's bamboo. I don't know. It's something. Mm-hmm. Um, they hide their, their legs there uh, so people won't find them. Um, and if you were wondering how to kill a mononongo, which oh, I, I know you I were, was, I was wondering. You can sprinkle ashes, vinegar, spices, salt, or garlic on their legs as they hunt, which will keep her from being whole again. Oh. Yeah, she has to hide her leg stump uh, because if something prevents her from reattaching before daybreak, she will die. <gasps> oh, because she'll... She can't, she's not whole again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's part of her disguise. I guess being separated in a vampire form makes her weak to daylight. Either it makes her weak to daylight or there's only... There's like a finite amount of time yeah. she can be separated. Because I thought that too, but it's like my legs are like the palest part of me. Mm-hmm. Like they're fine without sun. Like it's chill. Yeah. But I think I wouldn't be able to last very long without my legs. And that's you, why her intestines are dying. I love my legs. That's true. Yeah. Something's going to catch Something's going to catch Imagine getting the it morning snagged. birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you can't find your legs, a good old bamboo spear to the back will do the trick. You know, that's what they say. It that's seems, what they that's say. That's what they say. Which also, again, will work on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even just to the back of the head. Back of the just head. N- not even through. Look, not you, through you, me. Just you, hit me You put it. a bamboo spear in like my leg. I'm going down. I'm not putting mm-hmm. up a fight. Mm-hmm. I got bamboo in my you leg. You put a bamboo spear in my breakfast. I'm going down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat it. Son, you it's put bamboo in my cereal. We're gonna have a problem. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Who put bamboo in your cereal today? <laughs> Did you wake up on the wrong side of the bamboo today? <laughs> so, a woman can become a mononongle by eating a. Women, ba- first of all, can be anything. That's true. Go on. <laughs> Continue. Oh, hey, mic's off. A woman can become a mononongle by eating a baby black chicken that has been produced and spit out of the throat of an older mononongle. I love how girls bond. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so crazy. You meet once in a bathroom when you're pissed drunk, <laughs> then suddenly you're always uh, replying to their Instagram comments going, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're spitting up baby black chickens for them to eat. Mm-hmm. That's just girl things. I've been, I've almost been a mononongle on accident. <laughs> so now that I times. think about it. Now that I think about it. In the bathroom at Zellix, crazy things happen. <laughs> <laughs> God, I miss college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I know you're wondering this. Yeah. In case you ever swallow one, wait, 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 you wait, wait, can save a woman before the curse sets in permanently by removing the chicken from her stomach before it matures. You can do this by hanging the woman upside down and hitting her in the stomach with a bat, fumigating her, or swinging her violently back and forth until she pukes. Oh my God. Wait, so, so it sounds like you don't want to become a mononongle. No, you're a, a vampire. But an you become older, a demon. Okay, but h- how do you accidentally eat 
or swallow. I could put it in your mouth while you're sleeping. I mean, I think really what it is is uh, uh, if a woman chooses to become a mononongo, they try to keep... They they don't want to kill her. They want to save her. Oh, okay. So they they get her to spit it back up. Right. So let's say Bella Swan, right? Human form. She eats the black chick from from Edward's mouth. Yes. Let's say Esme, a Mm. mononongo, Uh wants Bella to become a mononongo, vomits a black chicken that she's already swallowed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hatched from the one that's already in her tummy. It's hatched. Okay, it's hatched from the one that's in her stomach. Mm-hmm. Wait, so it lives in her stomach? Because it, it has to mature, and when it matures, that's when you become a full-fledged mononongle. Okay, but no, but for the rest of existence, that chicken is still in your stomach. Pretty sure. Incredible. Um, there's so many things we don't know about farming. Um, <laughs> so, but okay, let's say Bella's got it in her stomach. She goes to her dad and says, "Dad." I'm going to be a mononongle. And her dad's like, no daughter of mine's going to be a mononongle. And you're like, oh, Charlie Swan, what a great dad. And he starts just hitting her upside down. In the stomach. Hanging her like a pinata for all the people to see. Mm-hmm. Jacob's there. Jacob Black is there. This is Twilight. Jacob Black is there. Mm-hmm. He's he's in love. He's in love. He's in love with the He's imprinting on the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, you have to save it. And starts. They beat her like a pinata. They light a fire. Yeah. And they have a good time. They go to prom. It's a really good time. Where was I going? I don't know where you were going with this. You just want to talk about Twilight. Everyone plays baseball. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, some people think that uh, this legend may have come about from like, specifically when it comes to them preying on pregnant women, Mm -hmm. that it comes from trying to like come up with reasons for like miscarriages or anything like that. Yeah, of course. Because like, it it, it just happens sometimes. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's a very Mm -hmm. tragic thing when it does. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you want to blame somebody. So it's easy to blame a monster. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I was getting for a while mm-hmm. um, of, of them targeting that. Yeah. Um, I mean, of, of course, it's something that happens in all cultures, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you do want to be sensitive to that. But it is also a, kind of a his, seems like a hysteric leap. But it doesn't bit. seem like the people in those positions are often in the great yeah. and great headspace. Either. Wait, wait till you get to why some people think that to free a woman from the Monago curse, you have to beat them with the stick. Yeah, someone definitely made that up. Because the earliest recording of the Monongol in written history was in the 1520s by Spanish conquistadors. Whoa. Who the Monongol, uh, in before Spanish conquest, the Philippines was a very like. Um, multi-gendered community mm-hmm. it wasn't patriarchal it wasn't matriarchal it was everyone's equal women can own property they can pass things down mm-hmm. and suddenly the spanish come and uh women are demons huh and if they misbehave you have to beat them with a stick oh wow you know why do they call it the motherland anyway they don't really respect their women what are you telling me it's getting pretty awkward oh <laughs> uh, on that note, on the topic of the Spanish beating women, we will be right back after this. Tune in every Friday night to hear how you can get involved locally to We the People here on KZSM.org from 7 until 8 o'clock every Friday night. Learn how you can go down to City Hall, how you can talk to people, how you can build your networks, but more than anything else, how you can build community here in San Marcos on KZSM.org. We the people every Friday night, 7 to 8 o'clock.
Before Christmas, when all through the castle, my monsters were having a yuletide hassle. The tree was all trimmed in ghoulish things, like werewolf fangs and vampire wings. But they were up to no good. Didn't act like good monsters should. They found themselves a new prey. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. They were making a list and checking it twice. Frankenstein wanted a shiny new trike, a new chain for Janusz, a brace for Igor's back, a speed shaver for Wolfman, a new cape for Drac. They were up to no good. Didn't act like good monsters should. They found themselves a new prey. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. The mummy was to signal from the castle roof at the very first sound of a reindeer hoof. As Santa slid down the chimney wall, the zombies were to make off with sleigh all. From beyond the moat, there arose such a clatter. I jumped to the window to see what was the matter. Like a bolt of lightning, it happened so quick. And there in our midst stood old Saint Nick. He began to dig down deep in his sack. And came up with the traction for Eagle's back. Jack caught his cape, Frankie's trike made him behave. Even Wolfman was happy, now he can shave. And all ended well. Santa was really swell. No need to rob Santa's sack. Maybe next year he'll come back. So the children everywhere were spared the grief of losing their presence to a monster slave thief. Now the monsters love Santa and say they'll behave. Never again rob sleighs or graves. Igor, what do you think of Santa now? What was that he said as he drove out of sight? <laughs> Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-wolf open sleigh. Dashing through the snow. Reindeer with the red nose. On Donner, on Blitzen, on Dancer and Dixon. God, that was so, so incredible. That was Monster's Holiday by Bobby Boris Pickett. Can you believe it wasn't as popular as the Monster (laughs) Mash? Can you? Let us know in the comments. (laughs) Welcome back to Swamp Ass Legos. Jordan's muting himself because he's still laughing so hard at that song. Welcome back to Swamp Ass Legos here on KZSM.org. This is recorded live here in San Marcos. And that's true community radio. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've been talking about vampires today. Um, we're having a blast here. That was an incredible song. Um, but right now, specifically, we're talking about the Mononongal. Uh, actually, we're done talking about the Mononongal. We were talking about the Mononongal. I had it broken into chunks where, you know, first, third, we talk about general vampires, second, Mononongal. We're going to end the show 
by talking about a little something called the Richmond Vampire. For nearly a century, ghost hunters, paranormal investigators, and of course, vampire enthusiasts have sought a legendary vampire believed to haunt Richmond, Virginia's historic Hollywood Cemetery. The legend began when a ghastly figure reported to have sharp pointed teeth emerged from the ruins of the Church Hill train tunnel after it collapsed in 1925, only to disappear into a sealed mausoleum in the famous cemetery, never to be seen or heard from again. The legend carries with it such weight that Satanists and occult groups have been reported gathering at the site. So, this this ghastly ghoul, mm-hmm. this supposed vampire, mm-hmm. makes a one-time experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about it seven years later. Yeah. Okay. Right? So what's his deal? So on October 2nd, 1925, a group of men left for work just as they did on any other day. Their jobs, although for varied organizations, landed them in the same space, namely the Church Hill Train Tunnel. The tunnel had been built for the Chesapeake and Ohio Railroad in 1875, but had long been plagued with problems due to water seepage and other safety concerns. After being abandoned in the early 1900s, the tunnel sat vacant until 1925 when the railroad began work to restore it to a usable condition, hoping to expand their rail lines. Okay, so, you know, abandoned. Abandoned railroad, yeah, they're trying to fix it. Um, on the afternoon of October 2nd, CNO engineer Thomas J. Mason pulled 10 flat cars behind locomotive number 231 into the western entrance of the tunnel just below Jefferson Park. Construction workers were to load the flat cars with dirt, which Mason would then haul away. CNO fireman Benjamin F. Mosby was aboard the train with Mason when bricks began to fall from the tunnel roof, severing the electrical connections and plunging the tunnel into darkness. Uh Sensing the immediate danger, workers began to race for the exits as nearly 200 feet of the tunnel's western entrance collapsed directly onto the train. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. As the story goes, a bloody figure with pointed teeth and skin hanging from its bones emerged from the cave and began running towards the James River. Several men pursued the spectral figure until, as they claimed, it mysteriously disappeared into the mausoleum of W.W. Poole, located some distance away in the Hollywood Cemetery. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so a cave collapses with all these, all these dudes working in it, and they just see a, 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 a skeleton man, basically, mm-hmm. with giant fangs and his skin just flapping behind him, run from the cave. And, which goes to show you, monsters are just as afraid of us and the things we fear mm-hmm. as we are of them. Mm-hmm. Th- those loud noises must have really spooked the guy. Yeah. Hope he's doing okay. Hope he's doing okay, too. The legend quickly grew that the vampire was none other than Poole himself, the tunnel collapsing, outing him as the ghoul he is. Outing him as the ghoul he is. They, mm. Did they hate him? No, he was just some rich dude in town. Um, and then because they thought they saw the, the, the vampire run into his mausoleum, like his, mm-hmm. like, you know what a mausoleum is? Mm. You don't. A mausoleum is basically in a graveyard. You can have, like, a mini stone shed that's just dedicated to oh, you. right. And, like, your body and your ashes. Mm-hmm. So the vampire just runs into this mausoleum with no sun, where there's no sunlight. So. Oh, wow. It's easy to in- interpret that as, oh, well, that's, that's his tomb. Mm-hmm. I mean, were there other mausoleums? Yes, but they only ran into WW pools. All right. Well, skin flapping in the wind is an incredible description of anyone. Yeah. But I'm having such a difficult time picturing it without flashing back to my middle school boyfriend 
who was like basically skin and bones <laughs> um very pale as well um, always wore baggy clothing that looked like skin <laughs> you know what when, when you're that you know when you're boys that, when you're that skinny boys you know boys when you're that skinny and you do wear you have to wear clothes that are bigger than you and always <laughs> wear jackets because you don't want anyone to see you're also describing being heavy whoa maybe we're all the same maybe we're all equal mm-hmm okay but so they assume it's him because this ghastly figure runs into the mausoleum of pool but they've mm-hmm. never seen him since yeah how long ago did did pool die uh i did not read that cool i didn't awesome. find out uh, i imagine a while um so the tunnel tragedy actually happened right uh, that's yes. that's fact mm-hmm. uh with hundreds of workers fleeing the scene uh one man's escape though caused particular alarm his name was Benjamin Mosby, and he was a fireman working near the boiler of the train, which exploded in the collapse. Oh. He fled from the tunnel, scalded and flayed from the steam, broken and lacerated from the falling rock, and assumedly out of his mind with pain. Some speculate that he might indeed have run towards the cemetery because that was also the direction of the adjacent river. Mm-hmm. So people think he might have been the Richmond vampire. Okay. Well, because his skin was falling off. He was off. flayed by steam. Yeah. That's insane. Filleted? Do you know what flayed means? Flay. Uh, scorched. Scorched skin? Flayed. Yeah, flayed skin. What you got there? I got out my pocket dictionary. Jesus Christ. You carry that around with you? I got this yesterday <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the Half Price Books. Because I don't know a whole lot of things. Uh-huh. But you know what I do know? The definition for flay. Flay. To strip off the skin, as by whipping, or to criticize harshly. Thank you, Pocket Dictionary. Uh. <laughs> I could have just read that in peace. I didn't have to do it on air. But you know what? This is educational. This is educational. This is true community we- <laughs> radio. <laughs> We're helping the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so while the legend of the Richmond Vampire may be founded a little more than sensational storytelling and urban legend, the tragedy of the Churchill Tunnel remains very real. Yeah, that is... Yeah. That's too... Little, little there, were, too there were at least two workmen who were sealed in that never got out. Oh, no. Yeah. Pretty dark, right? No one wanted to go back for him? They couldn't. But they it, couldn't. The, it was sealed off completely. Ain't I guess this was the 1920s. Ain't that some shit? I mean, the, hey, that's just the way the cave crumbles, am I right, ladies yeah. and gentlemen? So that is... Uh, that's vampires for us. Mm-hmm. We might do a part two because there was a lot of information that I had like had to cut out that I couldn't keep in. I specifically think we should talk about Twilight. I think you're right. We could do a whole episode about their interpretation of the vampire legend. Mm-hmm. Also, Dra- we could talk about Dracula for an hour. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but also I want to address, we had an, a listener email from a uh, fan of the show and friend of the show, Brett. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked about, because uh, like in movies and video games and stuff like that, uh, there will be like a hierarchy of vampires where mm-hmm. it's like these are like the poor working class vampires who are a little more than slaves and then you got like your vampire kings and the vampire gods and all that stuff mm-hmm. um and he wanted to know if there was any um like uh what's the word if there's any like evidence of that in like real vampire lore mm-hmm. like from like a mythologies or stuff like that and brett the answer is 
No, I could not find any. <laughs> I think that's just something to kind of flesh out vampire worlds in, in fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think that uh, because vampires since Dracula became like, they were so intrinsically linked with being a member of like the aristocracy, that it wouldn't be hard for an author or for a writer to just be like, well, if these are rich vampires, there's got to be poor vampires that they're better than. Mm-hmm. And so they'll be the vampire king. Right. It's already linked with with being like upper class, so why not? Mm-hmm. Why not go a step further? Yeah, we're so ingrained in in the that kind of class system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to to add another element to it. Yeah, but vampires should just be like cowboys. Answer to nobody. Answer to no one, except no man. The moon. <laughs> <laughs> and cowboy Jesus. I answered to the moon and cowboy Jesus <laughs> and vampire Jesus. Um. And of course, we should also do um, an episode related to Lady Gaga music videos, and and all her freaks that follow and, her, and just all the all the little monsters out there. Ugh. I think those are the monsters that we should that we should, <laughs> that focus we should on. get to focus mm-hmm. on. Yeah, but next week is Halloween. Next week is Halloween, and we're having our Halloween bonanza. Um, so if you want to listen to the show, we will not be on our regular Sunday slot. We will be moving to Saturday, Halloween, All Hallows Eve the devil's night um along with almost every other uh live broadcasted show from the station we're all going to be in doing the whole thing we'll actually we'll also be doing sm fest which is the 30th and the 31st um so if you're in town you want to come check it out by all means please do a lot of local bands coming to to play um there will be booths from kzsm um come check us out it'll be a lot of fun that'll be on friday and saturday and then as again saturday halloween Mm -hmm. bonanza so there will be Halloween episodes of Roscoe Taylor, Swamp Gasagos, and Lexi, you have something special actually planned for the evening. That's right. In addition to our regular show, Swamp Gasagos, we will be doing a show earlier um, that is focusing on the horrors of dating. Ahahaha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, we are going to have a special co-host. It is my ex-boyfriend from high school. <laughs> so it's going to get really personal. We're going to catch up on air. We're not going to speak until we're here, so it's all coming out on air. So feel free to check us out. Um, If you have any dating horror stories of your own or um, anything of the like that you want us to talk about um, in future episodes here on Swampcast, feel free to send us an email at uglyswampstories at Mm gmail.com. Please get those in by Halloween because our Halloween episode will be a listener story episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you want to hear your story? shoot it our way but thank you so much for listening you guys thank you so much and as always have a good night
Get him. 